If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's guest on Horse Chat is Al Dunning, and if you haven't heard of Al Dunning before, which I'm sure you would have if you're a regular listener to Horse Chats, just jump on Horse Chat, search for Al, search for Dunning, and you'll see his previous episodes and what he's done. You know, he's a bit of a legend, so we'll uh, keep talking to him today. We're going to talk about the essentials of proper horse care, but before we do that, I just want to remind you about the motto of International Horse College which is people, safety and horse welfare. If that's the way you feel when you're working with your horses, have a look at the website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Now, Al, how are you today? Glennis, I'm doing great. It's real nice and warm here. It's 90-something here in Arizona. So got all the horses rode this morning, had a nice lunch, and then I went out and worked around the ranch fixing stuff. And it's a it's a good day. Now, um, that's already, I mean, it's April now. Is it going to get hotter? It's supposed to be 100 degrees this weekend, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, that's getting warm. That means we start a little earlier, get them done a little earlier, especially for the working cattle, you know. Yes, so, yes, yes. The cattle, the cattle will last longer, and uh, the horses will respect us better if we work them when they don't get too hot, you yeah. know, so. Yep, yep. Now, we're going to talk about the essentials of proper horse care today. Now, surely it's going to depend on the event or the activities. So what sort of shape do we actually expect our horse to be in? Well, you know, honest, I totally believe in keeping all my horses fairly fit, but I, I like them a little bit on the heavier side than the lighter side, meaning if if I have to go one way or the other, I would never want anybody to look at a horse that I was working and go, gosh, that horse looks thin, you know. So, um, you know, it's easier for us to, to back off on the feed and back off a little on the exercise or whatever we have to do or add exercise to keep the horses fit properly. Um, you know, I guess it, body score-wise, you know, I like my horses uh, to be probably about a six body score. And, you know, if there's some of my horses that are maybe at a five that are, they look good at a five and they feel good and they seem to, you know, move better with a little less weight maybe. But, um, like I say, if I, if I think about these horses, I, I want their body weight to be right. Um, you know, there's so many aspects to f have the horse, what we call fit. Uh, number one is I think they got to have the right the right amount of weight per, for them and the right amount of muscle for them. And so that means we got to have the right amount of feed and the right feed and the correct uh, exercise program. So that has to fit individually on every horse. Okay. Yep. 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 No, I get that. I get that. And I suppose the weight, does that change over time? The look of the horse, the shape of the horse, you know, because you, you have horses, you know, from a young horse through to um, international competition. So surely that, that shape must change a bit. It does. And, you know, I, I would say that as the horse becomes more broken, proficient and well-trained, I think that those horses, we allow them to pack a little bit more weight. Um, depending on their soundness and things like that. Obviously, 
if a horse has any, you know, predisposed any soundness problems, a little less weight's better. A horse that is well broke, uh, well trained, and and takes a little less exercise, those horses can carry a little more weight. You know, you don't want your young horses to carry a lot of weight. Um, they don't want those horses, what I call fat. You know, you want those horses to be fit. That's why I use a prefer panel walker. And, uh, you know, all my horses, not all my horses, but uh, the horses that maybe carry a little more weight, maybe we put them on the panel walker and let them exercise a little extra before we get on them. Okay. You know, and they that panel walker, the cool part of it is it works at the walk and the slow trot and the faster trot, and then it reverses and goes the other way. So the horses are getting, and they're not tied on, they're loose in their in their panels, you know, um, and those horses get really, really exercise right. I think it helps their stride. It, I think it helps them with self-carriage. I think there's so many things about that that that, that panel walker helps me with. Um, so that that's kind of an idea, um, you know. And the horses that say that are maybe r- right right where we want them, then those horses are usually taken out saddled up and tied to one of our patients' poles. And then we take them from there and start exercising them to put a good warm-up on every horse before we go. So they're either warmed up on the panel walker or they're warmed up with us on their back. And so I think that's a real important part of keeping our horses uh, fit and in shape and sound. Okay. Okay. So when you get the horse out, the normal protocol is to put them on the walker and it's a panel walker, is it? Like a round, round yes, one with different uh-huh. panels. Yep, yep. Yeah, it, ours is a six-horse panel walker. Yep, yep. Okay. Now, we're talking about the essentials of proper horse care, but when you look in the horse's eye, tell me what you see or what we should see. You know, I I think you can tell a lot by how a horse looks, you know, uh, and how he looks at you. And, you know, I like a horse a little on the perkier side. You know, I don't like a dull horse and I don't like a dull eye. And when you look at a horse and he looks at you bright, you know, and he has an interest in what you're doing and he looks like he's liking it, you know, he doesn't have a frown on his face and, you know, he has his eyes are open and he's bright and he's, you know, I, even a little, it sounds kind of funny, but I like my horses real feely. I almost want them to be on the touchier side than a horse that's real dull. I, I think those horses perform better for me. So um, I can tell a lot by looking at their eye and seeing how bright their eye is, you know, and how open their eye is and how uh, the, they have that good, you know, look, fresh look like, you know, they're ready to work. Yep, yep, yep. It's almost like you've got something that it's there and it's hidden and they're interested and, yep. Well, you know, Lincolnus is no, no different than a human being, you know. You look at some old baggy-eyed person that has that look on their face like they're not really interested, they're probably not, you know. You look at that bright-eyed person that's looking at you and he's got a, you know, his eyes are wide open and he's, you know, got some interest in you and he's, you know, I think that's what I'm looking for in the horse too. They've done a lot of research, you know, in, more recently in the last few years about horses' facial expressions, you know, and can you tell the way a horse is looking by a horse's facial expressions? And I think that's something that horsemen have known for centuries, you know, there's only just research yeah. into it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's something that a lot of people overlook. You know, they they treat, treat a horse like a... Um, 
like a machine instead of treating it like a, I don't treat them like humans, but I treat animal that has lots of feelings and um, they can't talk to us. So we have to see that in the horse. Um, you know, one of my sayings is good horsemen are part horse, meaning that you, you know what the horse is kind of trying to tell you by how they look and how they move and, and, you know, what their reactions are with their eyes and their ears, and their tail, things like that. Yeah. Now, we're still talking about horse care, but tell me about coat condition and, and how that's related to horse care. You know, it's interesting. Most of the horses we get in to train never have the horse, the hair coat that we want them to have. You mm-hmm. know, uh, we think a healthy horse shows it to us with the sheen in their coat, the healthiness of their coat. You know, when you, when you pinch their coat, it has a lot of resilience to it. You know, I, I think you get that short-haired horse, he has a better feel when you're riding him, too. I think, you know, those heavier, long-haired horses like that, that, you know, I don't think they're, I think they're a little more lethargic a lot of times, or maybe they're not as willing um, because they don't have the hair coat and have the feel that that hair coat gives them. Um, You know, that's, that is such a huge thing to me. I mean, we keep our horses, our almost have no hair, it seems like, you know, their hair coat is excellent. But we spend a lot of time rubbing them, yep. uh, curing our horses, uh, invigorating their coats. We wash our horses and we, you know, use a good soap on them uh, continually. We never put our horses away with any sweat on them. You know, we believe on keeping the hair follicles clean and uh, we and we keep our horses under 16-hour daylight lights. Do you? Yep, yep. Does that affect their coats in the winter then, in the summer? Like, do they? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, you know, there are some horses that will stay slick all year and never yep. hair up. And there are some horses that sometime during the year they're going to hair up. And it's usually going to be in the winter. Uh, but we try to keep basically the hottest sun off the horse's hair coat. Yep. Uh, we try to keep our horses in anywhere around 60 degrees, 60 degrees. We keep a sheet on our horses. Uh-huh. Any much less than that, 55, 50 degrees, we put a blanket on our horses. And we try to never ride, never have our horses in the wind much where it affects the hair coat. All those things. And some people don't have that. Arizona is a good place for this, you know, because we have excellent weather most year round. Um, but some places they don't have the uh, the chance to have a barn that's kind of open in the summer and closed up in the winter and, you know, have the facility we have that we can really take super care of our horse's hair coat. And then I think, too, Glennis, I think the feed has a lot to do. I think I believe in feeding for horses to assimilate the feed the best. I believe in feeding at 5 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock in the evening day year round yep 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 so and i think that horse looks forward to that i think we do and then we grain in the midday mm-hmm. um so we we grain around noon every day or one o'clock every day between noon and one and you know we have different programs where you know we feed our horses different things i have a, a coat supplement that i use called um skinning coat and um, it is a really, really great product. And the horses that have little rougher coats all get that, and it seems to help them. And, you know, I, I love 
Farnham products, the Perina products uh, that we get here in the U.S. that we can use for that, and uh, feeding high-quality alfalfa hay that is at the right protein level, you know, somewhere around 12 or so is what we think about. And so in different cuttings of hay, we're very careful about, you know, we don't feed too nutritious hay. Most of the early cutting hays here go to the go to the dairies and such. And uh, and then yeah, we take the later cuttings. We take the fourth, fifth, sixth cutting like that here in Arizona, and that fit, seems to be the right protein level for a horse. Okay, okay. Now, what about hoof cares? Do you have your horses shod barefoot? Tell us a little bit about the care of the horse's feet and the daily care. What happens to the feet daily? You know, and I just, I think that has a lot to do with the ground you have where you live. Um, you know, our ground is a little coarser. We have a lot of granite, a lot of sand. Um, and so we pretty much have to have our horses shot all the way around. Um, a lot of the ground in Texas is that sandy loam. And a lot of those guys, you know, they show their horses barefoot, you know. And I agree with that. I think that's good for the healthy foot. Um I have a very good shoer. We discuss each horse. We watch our horses travel. We concentrate. We do x-rays of the horse's feet to find out exactly, you know, how they should be shod at what angle uh, that's the healthiest for the horse. So we go to some extremes to make sure, you know, our horse's feet, uh, no feet, no horse. You know, we, we know that for a fact. So hoof care is so important. And we... Uh, treat our horses we put some treatment on our horses feet you know each every couple days or so like that and it kind of depends on the time of year you know again our climate's pretty dry so we need to moisten our horses feet a little bit you know people that are in uh the wetter climates probably don't need to do what we do so um but there i get this out as long as you're thinking healthy foot Mm -hmm. and you're concentrating on it and you're watching them uh our, our horses are shod an average of every six weeks um there are some horses that grow slower so we maybe go seven weeks on those horses or so but uh and there's some that grow real fast i have a colt that he he just seems to just grow like all get out and kind of he doesn't have when he gets down to about six weeks his feet are kind of grown almost over the shoes so we we cut him back every five weeks and we take less off and we trim it more often, and it seems to really work good. And, you know, the angle you shoe a horse at, I, I totally agree that horses should land flat. Um, you know, horses should, their foot should be in concert with their shoulder and their knee and their cannon bone and their ankle and how their column of bone grows. So um, too many people try to correct the feet too fast uh, to make, the aesthetics better and try to you know turn their leg or you know try to change things and you really shouldn't do that you know you ought to let them be land flat that's Mm -hmm. the key Mm -hmm. stop i need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification that is that the latest version of the book 101 careers in the horse industry is now available and the best news is that it's a free download so if you work in the horse industry if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. 
With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Now you said no foot, no horse, but anything else about soundness before we move on? Oh gosh, Glenna, so we could do a whole talk on soundness, you know? I mean, <laughs> yes. I, so here's what I do. Um, each day, every horse that is taken out of the barn is evaluated. Um, we, we study their legs. We study their body for any bumps, lumps, any swellings, any, you know, anything that's not normal for that horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know every horse very well. And if anything becomes abnormal, we adjust whatever we need to do. Pretty much every horse, when we finish riding, gets um, ice boots put on to cool their legs down. And we are totally, we're big on that. And it, since we've been doing that, our horses seem to be reacting much better. Um, we use the porcelain boots. Um, Professional Choice makes a really good boot. And we put those boots on the horses at night in the stalls. The horses, we work hard. And they seem to keep the legs tight. And um, that's that seems to be working really good for us, too. Only certain horses get those. And the, they're the horses that kind of are the horses that you get out in the morning and you go, hmm, you know, that horse has a little swelling in his legs. I mean, just a little more fluid than maybe he should be carrying. And those are the horses we use those boots on. And uh, that seems to help. Um, I'm not big on wrapping horses all the time because I think then that, takes away the natural support of the horse, how God made the horse to work. I think if you support him too much, pretty soon the tendons and ligaments and things that are supposed to be supporting horses become weakened because of that. So we're careful about that too. Okay. Okay. Now, the horse's attitude, I know you said, you know, about the look in the eye, but their attitude, how important is that to do with horse care? Wow. You know, they can't talk. So they're going to tell you, you know, and and I think one of the things, I think one of the oddities of training horses for 50 years, I've been a professional trainer for 50 years this year, is that back, back, back when in 1970, when I became a professional and before, when I was just a youth or an amateur, I was never an amateur, I was a professional since I was 12, basically, but we never thought of all that stuff. We just got on the horse and rode it, you know, and it's maybe, maybe those horses, maybe they were bred to be tougher in those days, you know, maybe they didn't have as many problems, but today, a thing like ulcers, I mean, in those days, we never thought of a horse that switched his tail and kind of pinned his ears, had a bad attitude as having ulcers. Um, We just thought they were being a kind of a jerk, you know, so, you know. And some of those horses kind of fell through the cracks maybe because of it. Um, today, ulcer care, gastric care in horses is a big deal today. I have a little different approach. And I'm not I'm not a veterinarian, so I don't want to steer anybody to do what I do all the time. But I believe I've been around horses long enough. I can tell when they have ulcers. I can tell when their attitude changes. I can tell when they're not happy. And I can tell maybe something. So I, I'll change the feed a little bit and I will treat them for ulcers rather than do scope them. So your two options would be to scope a horse and pay for that, which costs as much as treating the horse. And me, 
I just soon treat them. Okay. So that's just what I do. I'm not telling anybody to do it. Like I say, I'm not a veterinarian, but pretty close to one. I've been around long enough, been around some of the best veterinarians in the world. And um, sometimes I'm a little more aggressive, um, thinking that sometimes I can diagnose a horse pretty well by how they're acting, how they're looking, how they're feeling. Um, if it was that I had a change, you know, if they were performing pretty good doing certain things and all of a sudden they're kind of fighting me, if their ears aren't as bright, if their eyes, like we talked about, aren't as bright, if they're, they start moving their tail or start leaning against my leg, kind of irritated, kind of acting horse, I'm pretty sure those horses have ulcers. Okay. Yep. 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 So you're looking at the horse's attitude and it depends on the horse oh, care. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I go right, I treat them right away with uh, Meprazole and that is what seems to work for me. Okay. Okay. Good. And what about other soundness, you know, other medical? We're still sort of talking about how it's going to affect horse care, but how often do you get the vet or the chiropractor, dentist, all those sorts of things? Tell us a little bit about, you know, your support care, I suppose, that you use as a routine. Yeah. Because you heard those beeps all of a sudden on my phone. That was my veterinarian calling me back. So, oh, okay. You know, and yes, I'm not yes. going to answer him. I can call him back when we're done. But yeah, yeah. He just came. He comes about, uh, you know, whether I need him or not. I, I guess I do need him. But he comes after maybe every month or two months. And we go through any horse that we think has any change. And we flex test every horse. Watch them trot. We flex test all four limbs. Yep. Uh, we trot them straight. We trot them in a circle on a lunge rope. And um, with those horses, we make sure that they're sound over the back. We make sure their hips are sound, their stifles, their hocks, and their lower limbs, uh, the feet. We, we do everything. Sometimes mm-hmm. put hoof testers on them if we have any. Yeah, we did to that horse today. I told you I just finished with the veterinarian a few minutes ago. And those things like that, are very important to me that I never want to ride a horse. The worst thing a trainer can do is train a horse that's sore. Yes. Because you are ruining that horse. Mm-hmm. You're ruining his psyche. Yep. You know, yep. you need to let that horse rest and you need to give the proper care or you shouldn't have a horse, in my opinion. Yep. We're still sort of thinking horse care. An overall evaluation, if you're going to have a look at a horse, and do an overall evaluation of the horse. If you can sort of just run through that, everything. You've sort of gone into depth here with, with quite a few different things. But that sure. overall, you know, looking at a horse to say, and, you know, I'm sure you do it every day to every horse, but, you know, several times a day. But your overall evaluation, what are you looking at? So let me go over our basic care yeah. and what we think about. And some of the stuff I've talked about previously tonight, but mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to go over it again. I think in the morning when our horses are fed, we give them time to eat. Yep. And we know every horse's pattern of eating. And we always are looking for deviation in the pattern. Uh, if we have deviation in the pattern, there's something going on with a horse. That's how we feel it. So yep. we're real careful about making sure watching that horse eat. And then the second thing, we make sure horses have clean, pure water in front of them all the time. And we kind of pay a little attention to the amount of water a horse drinks. Um, You know, I I have automatic water, so it's a little difficult, but we can kind of tell by, you know, what the horse looks like 
you know, what his skin coat looks like and that, how much water he's drinking. If we ever doubt a horse's consumption of water, we turn off the water, automatic water, so we put a bucket of water in and we evaluate how much water the horse drinks each day and what time they drink. Yep. Every horse has salt. Every horse is fed at the right time. And we always check the manure in the stall. That, that'll tell you a lot about how your horse is feeling. And it's just no, no difference than us. A person with diarrhea or something like that, or, you know, maybe some, maybe normal, you're, uh, you get off your normal schedule or something like that. There's, there's something going on within your body. Remember, horses can't talk. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta look at them. It's up to us to take care of them. So that's the first thing we do is the, the stall care. Mm-hmm. The second thing we do when a person approaches the horse, they should evaluate the horse as they approach them in the stall. Uh, they should evaluate their actions and know how they acted before, and they should act the same each time, you know. And when you lead them out of the stall, I have some horses that stretch. I have some horses that never stretch. Um, but then usually when they lead them out, they're, they they know how each horse leads, and they know the action of that horse. And like I said, then when the horses are put in our saddling area to cross ties, we look them all thoroughly. And we evaluate them for how they were in the past and how they are today. Um, then as we ride them, we evaluate them also. We evaluate their conditioning, how they breathe, you know, how they sweat. That's a big thing here in Arizona. Um, we use a product called 1AC for horses that, you know, maybe sometimes get some anhydrosis and don't sweat. Yep. And that's a big thing is to make sure your horse sweats properly. So that gives us an idea how much exercise to give the horse and um, whether we're doing, you know, need to up the exercise or cut down on the exercise. I have one horse in particular that he is works really good the first 15 minutes you work him. Mm-hmm. And if you work him and get him a little hot, if you get him a little hot, he gets really upset. And he doesn't work near as good. So we're kind of working him. We're working him those short periods of time, and I'd, I'd rather almost ride him twice a day for short time than I would try to push him past that point. Mm-hmm. And so I, I keep that horse thinking he's a winner. I keep him thinking he's happy. Um, I think that's an important part of training a, a champion horse is trying to, you know, make that horse make our program fit him, not our not him fit our program. Yeah. I like the way that, you know, you want to just keep the horse happy all the time. Not letting them get their own way all the time, but keep them happy. No. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they, horses, it's interesting. And you go, would that horse rather be in the pasture eating grass or me riding him, stopping, spinning, working a cow, whatever I do, roping or whatever? You know, obviously, he'd rather be in the pasture eating grass. Yeah. But horses are made to work. Yeah. Horses are made to work. And so... What you got to do is you got to figure out a system that makes them happy doing kind of some of the things we want to do. And what I see out there, and that's a whole other subject, is that, you know, a lot of people are forcing the horse too quick to do what they want them to do, and they're not communicating with them in the proper way. So I think that's an important way. That's that's the difference between a good horse trainer and a horse trainer. <laughs> so a good horse trainer thinks about two, a little more about the horse, a little more about the program, a little more about bringing him along in what I call my ABC method, where I never miss a step. Yep. I don't want to go from A to D. 
but I want to go A, B, C, D. I want all the basics to be right. I want to incrementally step him up as we go. And, you know, when I do that, it seems the horse is more willing, happy, and I can evaluate their health and everything else as I go. And those horses always do much better. Yep, yep. Al, you just have so many insights. You know, I talk to you about one thing and you just can just talk and, <laughs> you know, and like just bring in so many gems and so many keys and, and I'm sure that um, sure that our listeners are appreciating your advice and your chats and, um, you know, I've got to say thank you so much for continually coming back and, you know, just for our listeners, if anyone hasn't listened to all of Al's chats, I would recommend that you go back and... Um, and I remember, Al, the first time I talked to you, you said you made the right career decision to work with horses. And, um, you know, <laughs> someone who obviously not only wants to keep the horses happy and willing, but someone who's happy and willing and enjoys doing what they're doing. So, um, yep. Well, say, I love great. what I do. I yeah. love what I do. I yeah. love my horses. I, I even love the bad ones, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that's crazy. But I enjoy working with a, a difficult horse sometimes and trying to change them and make them a horse that's not difficult, you know. And, you know, some of the horses I've hung in with, that maybe other people might have quit on mm-hmm. ended up being some of my best, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that has to do with this horse care and soundness too, is that you know, I've had horses that got hurt along the way. Uh, no result of me, but just because they had something happened and giving a horse enough time to really heal and us never trying to hurry for our own benefit for a particular show or an event or something is so important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Al, I'm really looking forward to our next chat. I've got to say thank you for your time today and, um, yeah, look forward to your next chat. But before we go, contact. If people would like to contact you, is the best way to go to your website, which is aldunning.com, or how can people contact you if they've got any questions? Well, thank you, Glennis, for that. I appreciate it. You know, I've got a tack business called AD Tack. You can find that at aldunning.com. Okay. I've got an online training online training business mm-hmm. called Team AD. People ride with me all over the world, send me their videos, and I help with their horses. And aldunning.com is the way to find me. And, um, and Or they can contact me if they want to email me at al at aldunning.com. So I'm pretty easy to find. Okay, and I think if you go to Al's website, have a look around and, you know, just see it even if you are anywhere else, not just in Arizona or in his vicinity in Arizona, you know, have a look around the website and um, I'm sure you can learn more, but we have to have Al back on soon again anyway just to give us some more of his gems of being in the horse industry since what 1970 you've been almost around well you know i've been i've been showing horses since 1965 so yep. anyway but i've been a professional for 50 years right now and then and, and i haven't quit yet <laughs> brilliant al thanks a lot and uh, we'll chat to you very soon bye-bye yeah god bless you all if you've enjoyed this chat then please comment rate and subscribe If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 